Welcome to Champagne Sunday. I'm Lauren. I'm Bonnie. I'm Beth. And we're going to talk about life after divorce. And living the best the life. Best life and the life you love. Yes, living the life you love on that other side. Cheers. 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 Welcome. So tonight, ladies, why don't we talk about the importance of learning to be alone with ourselves and loving it. I think that's a hard thing. When you have been married and you're in a household and it's a little chaotic because people are coming and going and you have people playing sports and you have children and you have... So when you finally get alone time, then you have to decide how you're going to... Well, it can be uncomfortable. How are you gonna how are you gonna handle it? How are you gonna navigate it? I think having had a very busy lifestyle, I craved being alone. But when it actually happened after divorce, I had to plan what I was gonna do during my alone time or I felt kind of really lonely mm-hmm. instead of using it in a positive way. I was I would let myself get lonely. Now I have projects and things yeah. that I my hobbies that I enjoy doing. But at first I did not focus on the positive aspect of being alone. I focused on the negative. I am alone and I am lonely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mine comes and goes. I'll have some nights that I'm like, man, I'm I'm feeling lonely tonight. Like and it's it's usually like it's not necessarily even about wanting to be with anybody at the moment, like anyone specific, but just the fact that like, you know, maybe you're alone in your house or, you know, um, or you don't have anything really that you want to go and do. But it just hits me every once in a while. In the beginning, it was odd just to be in the space and to realize that like that's just your space now. Like there's nobody else to... Well, we had similar circumstances because right. you lived in the house with your soon-to-be ex for a long time. Yes. And I did that, too. Yeah. And then, even after divorce, we got divorced before Christmas, like, right before Christmas, and I let him stay. The agreement was for a month after Christmas so that the Christmases wouldn't feel odd, like, oh, we remember Christmas because that's when our parents got divorced. But then he didn't leave. Mm Mm-hmm. He, like, stayed, and I was wanting to be alone in my house and do some things, but I wasn't afforded that Mm -hmm. opportunity. Um, I can't remember what I was about to say. I think that, like, I have found about myself lately, because, again, I'm still not even quite a whole year out. It's coming up. It's coming up that it's been a whole year. But once I got the opportunity to just hang out with me again. I mean, that's that hasn't mm-hmm. been the case since my early 20s, literally. Right. It's been almost, or 20 years, that I forgot how nice that feels and that I allow myself to do things that my normal makeup wants to do, like stay up really late. Like, I am a night owl. Well, that wasn't always right. something that my, my um, partner like wanted me to do but now I can do that if I want to Mm -hmm. but I have found I've I've always been an extrovert and I love to be with people to to have you know events on my calendar to have people over 
And um, I have found, though, that being single, like living, living alone in my space without a romantic partner in my space, has made me crave solitude. Like, mm-hmm. I'll be like... Yeah, I mean, I'm never a god. I get away. I gotta get away from people, and now I have that. Like every few, every few weeks, I'm like, all right, I need to not talk to anybody today. I just need need to be with me today. Mm-hmm. So that's never really been a part of my personality before, and I think it's largely due to the fact that I that I had this sort of reinvention at this point. In my I, life. I think you touched upon something that's pretty interesting because I think we all kind of got married like in our twenties. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How? Uh, no. I well, was, I've been with my partner. Okay. I, had been I, was, with him 20, since I was twenty-three, right mm-hmm. before my twenty-fourth birthday, when I got married, um, and the first time. And so, combined since that time, you know, I had been married twenty-seven years combined. When I got divorced, I had not been with me, just me. You know, all the decisions could be mine, mm-hmm. and I had that freedom to say. I don't want to eat this for breakfast. Right. Or I, you know, I don't want to eat breakfast earlier. I don't want to. It was, it was odd to get back to like, what do I really like, and what is my actual daily rhythm? Like you touched on being a night out. I could be a night out, but I yeah. really enjoy solitude in the morning mm-hmm. when my house is quiet. So I had to, I had to remember what I liked about that. Well, I don't think I ever was alone with myself with confidence because that person I was in college and I pretty much rolled out of college and into marriage. Mm -hmm. So I was never that person that made those decisions and really spent time getting to know who I was on my own. So it's almost like this is the first time in my whole life in my fifties that I'm taking that time to, to slow down. It was so uncomfortable. It was so uncomfortable to just be alone with myself and having to think about what is it that I want and not mm-hmm. thinking about what other people think about me in relation to the things that I want. I had tried so hard in my marriage for so long to fit into what it was that he needed and my kids needed that when it came down to and I could just just be me, it was like, well, okay, oh crap, what? who am I? Yeah. And yeah. so, and my, I loved it though. You know, a friend of mine, when I was going through my divorce, I was talking to her about everything and immediately after, and I kind of, like... I don't know. I, I kind of have had a, a moment of exploration in my life, I feel like, where I'm just kind of like doing what I want. That's mm-hmm. that's what I'll say. Some some really good things, maybe a couple of, eh, not as healthy. <laughs> but, but I'm rolling yeah. with it. I'm rolling with it. But she was like, my, my friend was like, Lauren, here's the thing. Like, you had been with your partner. You, you didn't get a chance to grow up by yourself. Like, you know, she was like, I didn't, I wasn't with my partner until like my late 20s. I really got to figure out who I was and get into living alone or like being being comfortable with me before I was with my partner and it's very different then we grew from there mm-hmm. and I thought that's that's true it yes. really I didn't really have that moment of like this is me by myself as as a grown person let me figure out what I want well now I'm finding that like things I thought I wanted when I was previously married are are so different than how I see my life going now right. now I also feel like, I don't know that I have ever felt this comfortable with myself. I mean, I'm, I think I'm a pretty self-confident person, but I feel comfortable with me. And I feel like I know myself really well. And I I don't know. I don't know that I can say that about any other point in my life as, as like, confidently as I can. I have sort of a weird mirror kind of thing. Because in my second marriage, um, I was alone 
a lot. Now I'd be alone with kids, but I was alone a lot because he took call and that was just his job and I did things on my own. But it had a different feeling to it because I was always tethered to that marriage atmosphere and I was always part of something else. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just me. Right. Even though I did things alone, I did parties alone and balls and went to New York by myself. I mean, I did vacations by myself and all that, but it was different Mm -hmm. because my mindset was different. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but I think you're right. Even though I did a bunch of things on my own too, especially when my husband got um, sick, really into the alcohol, but I still, we were a part of a marriage. We were a family union, a team. a team. I knew that if anything truly happened, I could call upon him that he would, you, yeah. you know, it's just that sort of like that interdependence you have on another human that you've committed to spending your life with. And now I don't have that. And you don't have that same thing with your kids because the whole point in, in raising your children is to raise them to be confident adults that right. go away. Yeah. They're not supposed to be taken care of. Right. right. You know, so now on this end, I'm not tethered to any of those real relationships. And so truly to be on my own and exploring who I am and what I want and having this relationship with myself and that I am that person I am dependent on and I am the one. You know what I mean? It just, right. it is so scary, freeing, wonderful. Mm-hmm. To, in this self-discovery, and I am growing in confidence. I don't know. It's just been really I think what mine was, cool. it was a little scary. The financial part was a little scary. Yes. That to me, the, that's the hardest part. But oh, to me, that's the hardest figuring part. Figuring out other things was not as scary to me, and actually exciting. Yeah. But, yeah, the financial, we'll have to do a whole segment on finances, yes. because it is very scary when you figure that out. But... To be by yourself and make your decisions is very liberating. Mm-hmm. It's very like you are in charge of it and, you know, you have the consequences if you make a bad decision or maybe one that's not so healthy. But you can always get back on track. And also, you only have your own person to answer to. You don't have that little negative person going, I told you that wouldn't work out. Or mm-hmm. I told you, you should that was a bad idea. Or, you know... It's just you. Mm-hmm. And although I am my worst critic, I am learning to have grace and be a little nicer to myself about things when I mess up or things don't go exactly how they were supposed to do. Um, I've always been able to laugh at myself like I was never the best golf player. I would go out and play golf even though I knew I was not good. But I had fun. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to apply that principle to all my decisions. Like, you know, if I make a mistake, then I'll just correct my course and keep going forward. I'm not going to go backward um, and dwell on it for too long. I do dwell on a few things, probably a little longer than I should. But I always rein it back in and try to think, okay, I've got to keep going forward. Mm-hmm. I've got to keep going on this path to finding what makes me happy and mm-hmm. what brings me joy. I think I told y'all when um, when my ex first came to me and I you know had my child and she was tiny she hadn't even made it to her first month and told me that he had a girlfriend who was leaving and I told him at the time a little ways you sucked the joy out of me because that's what I felt like I felt like the air went out of me and I was like this hollow shell that I didn't really know what I was going to do or how I was going to navigate and I had a new baby and I had a nine-year-old and I 
I just, like, that was not at all, I was blindsided. I had no idea, and I was just like, what do I do with this? And so it has taken me a long time, and I've done little things every year to kind of capture that part of me that brought me great joy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's important if you can make a list. I literally had to make a list. And because I'm visual, I had to write it on my calendar every month. <laughs> things that make you happy. Things that make me happy. What makes me happy? And then I would write a list. What brings me joy? Mm-hmm. What made me feel alive? I went back and took a ballet class and tap class. Oh. I mean, I did stuff like that. I, I did salsa dancing. Yeah. I did. I just thought, I just got to find something to make that perks me up and makes yeah. me feel like, yeah. yes, I am on the right track. And I am capturing every little bit of joy that I can. I think for me, like I completely agree with that. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna take a photography class this year. Oh, I don't even know great. if that's awesome. I know. Because I thought that'll be something good for me to learn. It it's gonna be like my treat to myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah, I get to take it for free. Um, so uh anyway, my my thing is more like I do a lot of things in my career that bring me mm-hmm. joy. But now it's like I don't have to ask permission to do that. And there's nobody mm-hmm. to be upset with me for doing it too much or whatever. It's almost like that your leash has been taken off. Yeah. And you're able to yeah. truly yeah. fully live. Yeah. 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 Do you know my stepfather? Uh, Sorry, we're, we're uh, being serenaded. My step, no, yeah. My stepfather <laughs> said uh, about my former, or what, you know, my former relationship that um that I had a song to sing and that he was trying to take it away. Oh, but that's wow. yeah. And I I don't know. Just kept kept taking it away and putting it in a drawer. Yeah. Yeah. And now now I don't I mean it's really nice not to have any limitations or right. not feel I mean, really financial and time are the only limitations that I feel like I have to, to do anything now. Because my child is at the age that like pretty much anything we decide to do he can do too, you know, right. or or right. so yeah. Well, that's so. The one thing that we haven't touched on is when you're uncomfortable and you have a lot of time, or you're too in your head mm-hmm. when you're in that lonely. What are some of the things that you do to sort of bring it, bring yourself out of it? And one of the things I have done is I've created when my bedroom is straight, created sort of a sanctuary space mm-hmm. with you know a bedspread that I love. I painted my furniture. Oh, my, know, just my bedroom the, became my haven. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, my I nest. created a bedroom that, that I can go in if I'm feeling just two in my head or my, I can go and just feel, okay, this is me. This is my space. And it just kind of helps me reset. So I think well, we all I have my bedroom, that. but I think my little, I have that little bitty den. Your stitching room? My stitching room. And it has all my folk art in it. All the stuff that wasn't "Quote unquote appropriate in an adult house." <laughs> oh, I, do you, it's all in there with me because it wasn't somebody else's taste. Yeah, and I like bright colors, and it's just I can sit on that couch. I can have coffee or tea. I can have my little, you know, music on, and I can stitch and. It has great light in there. Mm-hmm. I can open up all those windows. It's eastern light, and it's just beautiful. That's how my bedroom's like. And that. then my other place is my porch. Oh, yeah. oh my porch. Swing. My porch is my favorite. If I, I um, porch swing. hey, about the decorations, I have to tell you something funny because I feel like 
I don't know that I ever necessarily experienced that. It was just like a lack of mm-hmm. decor. And now I feel like I've added a bunch of colorful mm-hmm. pieces. And I was talking about having too many books the other day. And I was like, I just, you know, I just need to get rid of them. I don't want to have things that I don't use. And my boyfriend's like, no, they make you look interesting. Yeah. And he, <laughs> he, he was like, look at your paintings on the wall. You got that, that painting of the Eiffel Tower, but then you got Lin-Manuel Miranda. That's interesting. <laughs> So I'm just. That's funny. Somebody said to me once, like, as long as you like it, it goes with yeah. what you. It does. Doing, so it I has just, to be your favorite thing. That. That's my theory with my house. My house is yeah. very eclectic. Yeah. And Fill I just think if you, you love, love things and your eyes can rest on things that you love, that brings you happiness. Yes. So. Um, going back to what you do when you're feeling the like, I um, I almost always listen to music or play music. Mm-hmm. So like, those first couple of months, I played the piano so much I play the piano and sang like a lot and or just listen to sit on porch and listen to things and I mean that's yeah I've been listening to uh, or I work out listen to murder mysteries yeah right now you know just sort of I mean it just (laughs) that's all murder I'll be right back let me make sure he's y'all y'all talk on I shall return I gotta get Leo out oh yeah I think just doing things that you enjoy and maybe things that you haven't done for a while. Well, and maybe things that feel uncomfortable, that make you step out of your comfort zone. Going back to school, taking a class that you never thought you Roller would. Roller skating. Roller skating. Yeah, any of that. Just, you know, dyeing like your hair blue. I mean, anything. Yeah. That just I think a new haircut. All this. I mean, I can remember doing little things like that, like self-care things. Yes. Like well, going to get that, a pedicure. Oh, my word. <laughs> or a manicure, or anything. Manicure. Yeah, I can't keep a manicure. Well, you know, I did not. I, I always felt guilty doing having my hair done when I was married. I felt guilty about spending the money, especially when I was staying at home with the kids and I wasn't bringing in money. Now on this side of things, I can see how ridiculous that was, and I can't even pinpoint whether. My ex-husband made me feel that way or whether it was something I put on myself. And I kind of think I probably put it on myself more than he made me feel that way. But uh, regardless, I didn't. But one of the things when we got divorced is I, I, you know, I went from a brunette to a blonde and I will always do my hair. That will always be in my budget to mm-hmm. figure out how to get that done because it makes me feel like I'm taking care of myself. Right. I, I think that's important. I think... Um, Self-care gets a bad rap because it it seems like you're being selfish, but you're really not. Well, and I think taking time alone, being not necessarily lonely, but taking time to spend alone with yourself, even if it is uncomfortable at first, is part of self-care. Well, it's an investment in yourself. Yes. I mean, everybody, businesses take a step back and do an evaluation of business and um they like to see the positives and the negatives and what they can do better. And I think if people do that, it's kind of an interesting... If you yeah. can step back and say, okay, these are the things that are not serving me that I keep doing. Like if you, like me, I was on way too many boards. I was doing way... I was very thin because I felt like that was my obligation to my community. Um, I think if you find the things that actually bring you joy like I love the park you know I love the park I post about the park I walk through the park almost every day I notice things when they're growing and when they're 
having a resting season. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, you know, I think if you know what you like and you can pare down your life to the things that you actually love, the things that bring you joy, I think you have more joy. And then you have more joy to give and you're, you're easier to be around because you're, you are emitting a different vibe. Okay, and I, I think in, in tandem with that, in order to have those things that we love and all of that, it doesn't all, it's not all fabulous to get them. Oh, you yeah. have to go through the hard parts. You, you know what I mean? I'm saying, yes. you know, if I, I want to continue to grow as an artist, and there are times when my art really sucks. And it's ugly, and I don't like it, and it's growing. But if I can push through that stage, it turns into something fabulous. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, that's sort of one step forward. Yeah, one step forward, two steps back, but you're still making progress. You are making progress, but I don't think the two steps back have to be negative. I think when you take a step forward, if you have to take a step back, sometimes you can take a step back, remove yourself from the immediacy, and then you see the larger picture. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that's why I was going forward. So I need to take another step forward. Sometimes you lose, lose sight of what you were doing because you get caught up in the moment. But And then if things don't work out, you kind of have some self-doubt and you don't know if that's the path you're supposed to be on. And then you have to rearrange. Like, if you're, if you're by yourself and you're not very comfortable with it, you know, I think maybe explore, like, Write a list. What did I used to like to do? Like when I was a teenager, when I was a kid, when I was a young adult or first dating or first whatever, what did I like to do? What was calming? What, how did I get peace? How did I get joy? I've started a list of the things that bring me joy right now also. So every time I notice something, I write it down. Like, Mm -hmm. um, I love my um, vintage silverware. Mm-hmm. I have some silver plate vintage silverware. I just I just love that. I love my my little champagne glasses that are from the 1920s that we found in the attic. I lo- you know what I mean just these weird little mm-hmm. um I love uh fresh sheets on the bed. You know just these little things I'm like okay there are things that I do like and I can make sure that I'm providing for myself. Well how often am I making sure that I have fresh sheets? I know that that's something that brings me joy. You know just kind of noticing those things that kind of make you happy. And then reviewing it and putting more of those things in your life. You know, that's what my therapist has to do whenever you're, like, down. Because I I don't have a... I'm, by nature, not, like, a depressed person, really. I don't really... I mean, I'll get blue every once in a while, but I don't deal with... I, I don't think I've ever really dealt with depression. But I'll have moments of, like, going through something that's just making me sad. And she'll say, you got to fake it till you make it. So go do something that makes you happy. She was like, go watch your favorite movie, you know... Go go have your favorite meal, like whatever it is that makes you feel really good. Just go do it because those endorphins start. Well, we talked about this before, but like walking or just exercise. Mm-hmm. If I'm a, mm-hmm. if I'm grumpy, if I can just move, move, I feel so much better. Okay. Yeah. On the other side of that, sometimes I just need sleep. Yeah, that's true. When I get really down or I think nothing's going well, it's like I'm that two-year-old going, I am not tired. Yeah, you just I need to go to bed. Hey, it happened to me but last night. It happened to me last night. It was like it was like 9 o'clock, and I really needed to do some work. I really needed to sit down and do some work. And I was just so sleepy, and I couldn't make myself do it. And I sat on this couch and pouted, and I fought the <laughs> sleep. I pouted like I was a tiny child. And... um. 
my roommate was like, go to bed, Lauren. <laughs> I, I was like, I don't, but this couch, like, I don't, I need to do it. And he was like, you need to go to bed now. I was like, oh, okay, I'm yeah, going to you bed. I can do anything, I think, with a little bit of sleep and a little bit of sunshine. Yeah. I feel like if I can have either of those, or if I have both of them, I'm golden. But if I can have either of those, I, I told y'all, I'm trying to do the eight hours of sleep thing. And how's that going? It's going really well. Oh, good. Really well. I still don't have eight hours to sleep. I'm good with it, though. So, well, sometimes I only get like seven. It's like my body wants to wake up at seven hours and 30 minutes. Oh, my watch watch thinks I get between four and a half and five hours, and that's like my, that's it. But talking about y'all needing sleep, and that just kind of recharges. For me, if I can straighten up an area of my house, if I can put things back where they go, in my, mm-hmm. in my, if my outer world is not in chaos, then my inner world feels like it is not yeah. in chaos. Is that a lot more now, y'all know that that doesn't happen in my house very often, but it, it, at the point where if, if I'm feeling completely out of sorts, I can put everything in my house back into order. And it makes my my inside feel like it yeah. is back in order. So I'm more productive when, when my space is I'm a clear, but productive. I'm so messy. I mean... Oh, yeah. Yeah, me so too, messy. girl. So messy. I know where everything is. It's not that. But I don't know. My I'm also... Um, I guess this is part of solitude is you get to decide what stays and what mm-hmm. goes. We have a... We've talked about that a little bit. Literally right? About getting rid of what yeah. doesn't make you happy. Yeah. But I find I find myself lately just wanting less. And I think it's because maybe my vision for my future has changed a bit. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't know that I I mean all this will just I mean it changes yeah. every day, but it occurred to me that like we talked about this I think a few episodes ago, but that my child is not gonna want to go through everything right. I own. So I'm I'm kind of at a point now that I'm getting rid of things that don't matter to me at all. And I really see myself like living a more minimalist lifestyle because eventually I think I see myself not living in, in a house. Well, like well, maybe yeah, we, we did talk about that yeah. like when I had to clean out my ex-husband's house. And that's yeah. mine with my house is trying to yeah. pare it down to just the things that I love mm-hmm. because to watch them have to do it for one of their parents that's so yeah. young... I'm hoping that they are extremely old, and I'm 150 when I die, whatever. But I don't want, it doesn't matter what age they are, I don't want them to have to, unless yeah. they have to make decisions well, about, I'll and if you think you're going to move someday, that's less to Well, move. yeah, I think uh, so many people that I know are like, instead of keeping the family home, and we kind of talked about the reverse of this, right. having home base, but instead of keeping the family home, they're selling it and downsizing, and like, right. like a friend of mine's parents bought a, an apartment in New York, you know, yeah. and they're just a small apartment and they're living right. uh, their retirement. Well, I think as your situation changes, yeah. your vision changes, and I think, you know, when I was married, the things that you collect as a married person are different than it's the true. things that you collect as a... It's like, true. Okay, I do like I, to entertain, yeah. but I always thought, you know, there were all those people, I don't even know what it was, when Harry met Sally or whatever. Mm-hmm. One of those movies where they go to pick out their play settings and they're like, oh, we need 12. No, we need eight is the oh, perfect. sleepless but in now, yeah, but, yeah. Now, but now that it's just me, yeah. I think I might have a group of five or six girlfriends yeah. over. Yeah. Or I might, 
But I'm not planning lavish dinner no. parties. Like, and that's just one well, example. But even the but books, that's so funny. The we're we're like, we're sharing a brain this week because yeah. I had those same thoughts. I was like, I got this china and I don't care about it. Yeah. And I, I remember when I was getting married, thinking we got to have china. Like, when am I going to get silver? I can't get it now. But I get it. No, I don't care about that. I have a bunch of mismatched mugs. I have some china I inherited, and I have some of my wedding china. But I'm looking at it every day, going. Yeah, I use it for Dine en Blanc because it's pretty. Yeah. And that's about but it. But that's just think that the activities that I do now yeah, it's so, are it's a lot different, different than yeah. being a quote-unquote young or older married couple. Right. You do different things and you do, you know, like I really would only have to have three champagne glasses at my house for this group. I mean, I don't have to have 12. <laughs> you know, <laughs> unless I just didn't want to do the wash for four four sessions but I mean it's the way that you think about your life yeah and the way that you think about your house and yeah. the objects in your mm-hmm. house yeah and what brings you peace in your house or mm-hmm. joy in your house it's totally different mm-hmm. when you're single and it's exciting to me that I get to have a, another reinvention like yeah. I get to be somebody else and I get to be somebody that not that I wasn't authentic before but I was in a different you know, lens before. Now I'm authentically me as just me, mm-hmm. a single person. And it's kind of exciting to know how I can reinvent myself or how I can put an emphasis on some other part of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I don't want to reinvent myself. I just want to be who I am really loudly. But you have reinvented yourself a little bit. Yeah, I guess if I really you have reinvented a, you're myself the or, artist I, now. or have I just finally been me? But you, but I've always been an artist. But the little plaque on your door now does not say Bonnie Hurst, wife, mother, blah, blah, blah. It says true. Bonnie Hurst, artist. That's true. That's and true. And that is you. Yeah. And you did reinvent it because you weren't doing That's all true. that no, in a professional or a this is me loud way when you were married. That's true. No, I wasn't at all. I will say, and I, you know, I'm in a relationship right now. But I will only have a partner that compliments my life now, ever mm-hmm. again. Like, it's too hard swimming upstream. Yeah, like I don't. I was talking to a friend of mine about who who she lives in Paris, and she, um, she's. I mean, she's had relationships, but she's never been married. And she was just. We were talking about how nice it is to choose what you want to do. Like, mm-hmm. and she has these different gigs that she does all around and she's just like living the, she makes her own choices and that the only person who she has to you know I mean I have to th- we all have to think about our children I think but when it's just you when you're just making decisions for you oh, oh, well and there comes a time where you, your children aren't that big a factor right yeah you know. she's just in the thick of it I'm just yeah in the, you are in the thick I mean of I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm at the end, you're at the end of it and I am in the oh emptiness what do I do with this <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but I think it's kind of funny that we all, like, you recognize where your life was not quite jiving. Right. You know, maybe your ex wanted a 9 to 5 gal, but he married the 5 p.m. to 1 a.m. Right. girl. Yeah. And that's what you did, and that was known. It just, you didn't know how to, you couldn't be fit in the box. Right. Yours was, you are an artist. But you tried to do the stay-at-home mom thing and kind of, 
you did a little bit of art, but you kind of hid it under your bushel there for well, a while. Well, yeah, I wasn't supported in right. it. It was hard. And it, it was, was hard not to a do supported it. thing. And I had my shop. I had a needlepoint shop. It was, I think, given to me as a consolation prize for a girlfriend. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know how to say that. <laughs> I think it was like a Hey, I've got her. You can have so this shop. So you can have the shop because I really never took anything for myself in that whole thing. And then with the divorce, I had to give it back because of the financial stuff. And I, you know, I thought I was, I did have a happy place to go to. And I did feel like I'm a good needlepoint teacher. I am a good needlepoint creator. I love fibers and I love talking about it. I get all excited because it's my passion. And then that kind of tamped back for me with my new divorce role. And I'm just now kind of getting back to it and Mm -hmm. doing commission pieces and doing fun things and, you know, constantly thinking, what else can I do? What can I apply this to? And how can I make this into needlepoint? So I think we all had it. We just, I think our marriages kind of skirted it. And now we're kind of getting back to the Mm -hmm. authentic, this is who I am. This is my joyous soul. Yeah. Well, I think for all of this, our core is creative. Yes. Mm-hmm. Our core is create. We must create. Yeah. That's like a drive that had been for me and mm-hmm. for you in some parts, Lauren, just kind of held yeah. down. You weren't able to truly feel like you could do everything you needed to, even with work. Right. Because even, because it, I don't know. I felt like, um, I think I felt like he like really likes the idea of me. But that when it came down to it, I just that wasn't what he it wasn't really a practical wanted. Fit. No, yeah, and um, and I was just being me. I mean, I you know, I I think I that can be a whole other episode yeah. because I yeah. had that too. Like I didn't feel like I could be. I felt like he liked the idea of having a very extroverted wife, mm-hmm. but when it came to living with the extroverted right. wife, who signed up for this and signed up for that and then you yeah. had to show up and you had to be dressed and you had to yeah. he didn't want any part of that right yeah and I just think that he liked the idea of that and maybe well I think it all but I think that was also I think for all three because my ex-husband liked that I was an artist and wanted and, and wrote and did all that stuff when we were first married. But I think our relationships grew to that point where at some point our us and our spouses sort of started taking different paths and we didn't notice. You know, where your our creative stuff didn't necessarily fit in what their idea of what it was and just we just didn't know when we grew apart. Yeah. And, and I think that that kind of yeah. cuz I look at my ex and I think, well, he did support and he did want to at first, but then when it was going to require more of him for me to really dive in and work and be successful, it was no longer something he was all that excited about, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, so, yeah. and it's really, it's not hard to make me feel guilty. It w- wasn't in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Harder now. But. I Sometimes I wish... Sometimes I wish I could, like, bottle. I remember, like, right after my divorce was final and, like, my house was finally mine. And I can't remember if I said this before. But I was, like, standing in the kitchen thinking, this is my house. I'm by myself. My kid's here. I 
love my kid, love my house. I'm in a relationship with somebody that I really like. And I thought, I wish I could bottle this feeling and just hand it out to people who like need it because it's so yes. like, just so that you'll get to just that so point. You know that if you're unhappy, you can be happy. Like divorce doesn't necessarily mean being unhappy. It can mean no. It can mean so great much things. better. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I am not with anybody. I am a single person alone. But I love my house, and I love my children, and I love my art, and I love my job. Every, I, I love it all. And I, if I could have told myself that well, when I was I, going through that divorce, that that scary part where you're like, I don't want to be alone. I'm so afraid of being alone. It's going to be terrible. If I could go tell her, it is so not terrible. Right. Yeah. It's wonderful. I think a lot of people. I think a lot of women get stuck in that part too, because a lot of women do not make. You know, the, the it's not an equitable uh, financial situation. And so they know when they get out of it, the finances are going to be tough. It's going to be tough being a single mom with however many kids. It's going to be, it's, it's, it's just going to be a tough situation. And you do have that thing that thinks, maybe we can try this. Maybe we can yeah. make it work. But that's giving up a lot of your joy to... Well, it's what, it is, what is that saying not. you... Um, Oh, and I, it's a quote on one of my paintings. I can't remember exactly what it is. That you would rather choose the um, the unhappiness that you know instead of the joy that you could, that you know. could know. Because well, the known is more comfortable. Yeah, the unknown is scary. Yeah. At the end of the day, it really is about being good with you. Yeah. You have to be good with you, and I. I mean, that's that's it. I think you have to find a way through all the icky part, because, which really the like, icky part is short in comparison to the rest of your life. I, I remember when I wasn't quite ready to leave talking to a friend of mine about like what it would be like to be alone. And I said, what if there's not somebody else ever? And she said, maybe there isn't. And I was like, oh my God, I don't necessarily want that. Well, now, like, I, I don't know. I got braver. I got to the point that like that was the decision I was going to make no matter what. And I thought, like, even if there isn't, like, even if, uh, you know, whatever relationship lasts or doesn't last or whatever, I'm okay. Like, I'd much rather be happy with me than mm-hmm. than miserable otherwise. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, I agree. Definitely. And then you, you get to let the positive relationships right. into your life. You get to allow it. It's very different. Well, yeah. I think you have to be open it's to it. It's game it. change. I think it is game change yeah. when you shift just a tiny shift in your thinking of even though divorce is a grief process and it's bad there is light and there is you know hope and joy at the end of it you just have to allow yourself to think and hope and know eventually this is going to be over with this is going to be something in the past yeah and you have your whole future to look forward to yeah and well and that also and I, I don't know, this is maybe important to say out loud. This may feel a little bit like <laughs> hippie. But like energy is real. Mm-hmm. And if you put energy into the world, it, it comes back. I mean, it's energy exists. So you can't like destroy it. So I like if you want something, you have to put it out there. Mm-hmm. And it, it does come back to you. Like eventually it will manifest. So I don't know. We just kind of try to keep that. Well, and we so. talked about that, about getting rid of the things in our house that have that negative yeah. Yeah. feel to it. So it allows the room 
to be filled with joy and good things. And it can be the same if you're filling yourself with, especially in those times when you're alone and you can become two in your head. If you're filling yourself with those negative things in the, I wish I had, I can't believe this happened. Instead of, I am so glad that I am finally here. This, my life can be so wonderful here. You know, if you, instead of the positive things, then you're just, it's just going to snowball. Whichever way you go, That's it'll true. snowball into a negative or it'll snowball into a positive. So, yeah. and even if it's hard in the middle of that negative you just space, keep you just have to, you have forward. to just keep yeah. that. Self-talk is real. It <laughs> you is. have to really well, sort of. And, you know, I tell my children, you know, I'm big on nutrition. And I said, you know, you are what you eat, but you are everything. You're what you watch, what you listen to. What you your think, friends, what you say. how you talk to yourself, mm-hmm. all those things you have to worry about feeding yourself. And if you're feeding yourself with negative stuff, that's not good. And you will get mired down in this. But if you feed yourself with positive things, things that you want to do, things that make you happy, think just sitting in your house quietly, mm-hmm. that's priceless. It is. It's priceless. And, you know, I think if you keep nourishing yourself in a positive way, you're going to put out the positive energy. You're going to attract friends, Mm -hmm. uh, people that have the same kind of, they want good things. Maybe they're not the same as you, but they're all trying to be positive and you kind of get your little tribe Mm -hmm. around you and then you can do pretty much anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so take some time alone, even if it's uncomfortable, to start moving towards that positivity. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think that's really important. Sit yep. with yourself. Like yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, what was it she said? Be your own best friend. You are. What? What did she say? You are smart. Oh, you are yeah. smart. You are beautiful. And gosh darn it, people like you. People, people like you. Like you. <laughs> but you have to like yourself yeah. first. Love yourself, people. Yeah. <laughs> There's oh. your hippie thing. For oh, the we'll be in all hippie things. I, I don't know. I don't think that's going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, our, what are y'all going to do this week to create the life that you love? Oh, I am going to see the Book of Mormon on Saturday oh, night with Matt. Yeah. It's a nice little Broadway show. Yeah, so we're going to have fun. I've never seen it. That would be good. I'm looking forward to that. I saw that in New York. It was fun. How about you? I finished another little painted commission champagne bottle. Yay. So I'm excited about that. I actually put the last coat of cement on it. Seal it. So... That's kind of fun, and it's kind of a new little adventure that's bringing me great joy because they're whimsical and crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, my daughter is boldly starting to drive, so oh, we're doing all those things. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of fun. And I'm cleaning out my bedroom. Good for you. I'm going to declutter. Have moved to that space. I will have a 23-year-old tomorrow. His birthday is tomorrow, so we're going to celebrate his birthday. And my daughter is home 
praise. I'm hey. so, oh, I have missed that girl. I am so glad that she is back from school. And that's a good energy in your Yeah. Head. That's, y'all are going to have that's really positive summer. Energy. Yeah. Yeah. And then my other thing that's I'm going to get to this week is my son is getting married. And I'm going to go with his fiance and her mother to look at a venue. So Yay. just do get to spend some time with her and her mom, That's who are fun. fabulous people, and just enjoy. That's exciting. Enjoy them. So. Yeah, That's happy. good. Hey. Or shall we? we shall. Cheers, ladies. Cheers. Cheers. Y'all have a good week. You do have a good one too. Thank y'all for joining us for Champagne Sunday. See you next week, girls. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Have a good week. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers.